0: Hi and welcome to SoulScape. I'm Jodie, the founder of Solstice, and today I'm joined by Audrey and Bee. and this is the third episode in our series looking at the 22 Akana tarot cards and delving deeper within, facilitated by the card. Today we have the High Priestess. Exciting. Hi
1: everyone.
2: Hi to the High Priestess. <laughs> oh hello
1: to the High Priestess. <laughs> So, B uh, I must admit I did not do my research for this episode. So, I'm coming in a bit blind. Jody, you're coming in. I'm
0: always blind. Cool.
1: <laughs> Amazing. Always <laughs> blind. I'm partially blind for this episode. Uh, can you give us a rundown of the basics of the High Priestess, numer th- numer two. Ooh, number number we'll 2. Number 2. Yeah,
2: number 2, but right. episode 3. Episode three, number ha- two. We, we don't know yes. anything about the way the world works. And that's the point. As is the point with the high priestess. Just because you're blind doesn't mean you don't see. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. What we see when we gaze upon the high priestess is nothing short of... God. Oh, so A much. miracle. Mm just regal regal legend queen this is my favorite card in the entire deck Ooh, um, really?
1: we're peeking really early
2: <laughs> yeah we are we do um i believe i heard somewhere that every the the only three characters that exist in the tarot are the fool the magician and the high priestess everyone else is supposedly a a representation of them in some way or form
1: interesting
2: in theory yes so we peak early but we also peak at exactly the right time Mm -hmm. she is well she's mysterious for one thing she sits adorned in a moon crown which displays a full waning and waxing moon she wears blue she has a tight little scroll that's just tucked underneath her blue robe it says Torah but you can't read the whole thing and that's, there's a point to that um, her necklace is a cross so it represents the earth plane and the spiritual plane coming together it's a chunky necklace very chunky necklace um, it's like Balenciaga <laughs> um, and <That's> ch- <laughs> there's, there's something interesting in that I think relative to the tree of life and where she sits within that that there that there's this coming together, because on the tree of life, as we've discussed before, the fool and the magician sit up in our crowns, mm. so they are connect there are this connection to the divine, she sits on the node directly below, under the influence of the empress, so this is a feminine energy, but she is not by any means directly female she is a she's deeply feminine, but she's also got this androgynous edge to her which we can get into later but I just think it's important to mention now the empress is is the divine feminine the emperor is the divine masculine this is this is something a bit different to femininity this is femininity in this kind of peek behind the veil and I'll show you but it's not Expressive. It's not obvious. This speaks to the sort of divine feminine in everybody, no matter what your gender. So here she is, in this Givenchy gown. <laughs> she sits Summer in between the two <laughs> pillars, Boaz and Jachin. That—that that is not how you pronounce it, but so that's how you B and J on each pillar. B and J. B as black and J is white. B represents. Severity, Uh nose, can't do that.
1: Mm, barriers,
2: pardon? Barriers, barriers. Okay. J represents mercy. Yes.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: I invite you in. And behind her is a veil of pomegranates. Oh, and as fruits. I have learned, in in recent. Minutes. That <laughs> apparently, a pomegranate is said to have six hundred and thirteen seeds. Whoa! Like,
0: Always? No. No way. The Fibonacci, Fibonacci sequence. Okay. How many people are now going to buy a pomegranate? I Go and will.
2: DC a pomegranate immediately. I, I think I might have to do that. Yeah, we should. Could be a nice like mindfulness exercise. Yeah. Yeah. Count your pomegranate seeds.
0: Mm. Or maybe I'd rather not know that it's possibly wrong. It's not wrong. It is right. So six hundred thirteen.
2: Yeah. Please be
0: 613.
2: <laughs> Let's not count. It's like Let's how you can't believe. fold a piece of paper more than seven times. Mm. You can't get more than 613 scenes in a pomegranate. <laughs> but apparently, that corresponds to the 613 commandments of the Torah. So we know she is holding a Torah. So there is some element of she's a Jewish queen I was going, say, going for on people here. That don't know what the Torah is. Exactly. And there's on, more on that later. And if you really look at the card, which is my favorite part, is behind her is a sea, but you can't really see. But if you look behind the veil, you will see the ocean, but you can't really see it. And this is all of her, this is all of her. Every single, she is the original water source of the tarot deck, every single bit of water you see in the deck will will come from her. Water represents emotion. Love water. She represents divine intuition. Cycles. She's in touch with the moon. And balance. What's the, the yellow thing at the bottom? Is it's, it a a it's a Cres- crescent moon. It's crescent? No, a crescent moon. A gift to her of something. Mm. So. When we invoke her. We need to be thinking about our intuition. When she comes up we need to think about how we're nurturing our intuition in the tree of life she sits as i mentioned before in the node below the third eye so she connects the heart and the third eye together essentially through the throat and there's something here about expression you don't always need to express what you're feeling says Mm. her Mm, say that louder for me say that louder for the people in the back Mm. The people the over exactly (laughs) yes um and this is her this is her medicine this is her peace there's something in this for me as well about um the way that this scroll is so tightly wound and i think that also speaks to not needing to express always it it, it feels like you really have to earn her trust mm-hmm. before she'll share anything with you I like and i think that speaks to Our relationship we have with ourselves and our own intuition Mm. so the question that you know i always feel when she comes up is how am i doing with myself because your intuition is the voice of yourself your truest self your highest self in my opinion
1: Mm -hmm.
2: so what's it saying and how do you feel towards it like the strength of the inner voice, is the strength of the
1: wise voice in your head as well. Yeah. How strong is it? Mm. Yeah. You know, is is your is your more anxious ego voice overtaking it? When does it overtake it? You know, with the negativity, or is is your wise self kind of holding you there? Often, I was going to ask you, Jody, because I know we did this for the last two episodes. V gave beautiful descriptions of the cards, but since Jody and I are a little bit newer to the tarot deck. What what do you see that's interesting to you in the in this card, in the High
0: Priestess card? The first thing I kind of noticed was the crescent on the bottom, and I wondered if it was a horn. <laughs> but now <laughs> I know it's a crescent, and so now I know it's a crescent. I'm like, why is it on the ground? Because the moon is usually up high in the sky. Mm. Um, and so that's a question that comes up. What's that representing? That it's down there, and um, uh, the sort of the cloak or whatever the blue greeny thing that she's wearing, it makes me feel like when you're cold and you put something around you and cozy in, like it's going quite not like kind of inward, but like nurturing that kind of inward thing rather than arms open wide, mm-hmm. la, like high See um, me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which then which goes when you said it's about the um not having to shine everything out. That made me think, ah oh, that's that's what I was feeling from that, from the cloak being like that. But it's relaxed, it's not tightly mm-hmm. wound. It's like just there, it's like I'm in here, mm. in me. But not closed off.
1: Hmm. I like that. I was. I think I was noticing.
0: Yeah. What were you noticing? Yeah. No, no, <laughs> <worries>. <laughs> no one needs to ask me things. I just. I just say them when I feel like <laughs> it. Uh,
1: no. I was noticing the the cloak garments of the the white and the blue and how. Yes, it's like a it's like garb you're wearing like it's clothing and then at the bottom, it kind of blends and it goes a bit wave-like and sea foam-like and i was thinking mm-hmm. of when does when the extension of her into like the ocean into the sea into like you said the waters where does that start and end and is that the bottom of her feet her roots is that w- the wateriness is that the ocean is that when the sea begins i thought that was quite interesting
0: interesting that roots are water mm-hmm. i think of roots is quite grounding strong but roots being kind of wet wet extensions soft
1: yeah and i was thinking about that because you know we think of our feet and grounding ourselves in into the ground with our feet and her feet are not being shown but they're covered in in the the garment that looks like water and that's bridging into the ocean and then i'm thinking like mermaids don't have feet but they have the tails Mm. and it like swims into the ocean there's something else that i know oh and then i was also thinking about the pomegranate And the seeds and how pomegranate has such a... Quite a thick skin, like a... Not super thick, but fairly thick. Like, you can't see the seeds inside unless you chop it open and open it up. And equally, it's quite difficult to get all the seeds out. So there's, like, an element of, like, challenge of unlayering these little kind of white layers in the pomegranate to take it out. I was thinking about seeds representing, like, creativity, fertility, you know. Exactly. All of those things. And... Yeah, I don't know how how that that can be. There's an element of hiddenness here and holding back, knowing that there's something underneath, something in the fruit, beholding the fruit, being like, "It's why
2: not open mm. it think, right now?" I think this is where she comes in with her with her feminine thing, because <laughs> feminine flair, despite her sort of slight Joan of Arc androgynous thing that she's got going on she is also inherently feminine i think what you were saying about the pomegranate seeds representing fertility you said something else as well that was representative fertility and i can't what? remember now i said creativity and fertility creativity no it's gone out of my head that's fine Nope. cool <laughs> it brain fart's gone <laughs> Too much fruits. This happens to me when I try and hold anything in my head for too much longer. <laughs> it means I'm probably thinking about it too much and not mm. tapping into my intuition,
1: mm.
2: which is what she's all about. Mm-hmm. I'm currently at odds with her because I'm trying to think my way through this card, and and she she's going stop, kind of, <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah, stop trying immediately. Yeah, mm-hmm.
1: use your intuition. Mm. And then it's how hard. do you get
2: back? It's hard to use your intuition. Mm-hmm. Well, I find it quite hard to use my intuition. I've been trying to more. Um, which is why, hence the question of what are you most drawn to? Because Mm. that is your intuition and a lot of what we can learn from this card is literally how in touch are you with your intuition? I've said it once, I'll say it a thousand times. (laughs) Sorry, (laughs) sorry to the audio (laughs) person. (laughs) But no offence, we are all trained out of our intuition pretty much from the moment we are born into this system it's not a system that exactly encourages us to nurture our intuition um if your parents helped you nurture your intuition from when you were a young age um even even an alarm clock is like a block against your intuition forcing yourself out of bed <laughs> is you know in our society mm. that's like good practice but there's something within you that would just get up when it wants to get up
0: And when but, you eat yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. like
2: you don't eat every
0: intuitively if you're having to run on the schedule to go to school because you have to eat breakfast before you go or, or work and then you have to eat lunch when you break because there's that time whereas mm-hmm. it, I it will have breakfast when i'll eat when i'm hungry because i kind of in situations in days when i can and if i eat intuitively when i'm hungry it's usually first meal about 10 11 then maybe about two three and then maybe something a snack before i go to bed Mm. that's in eating intuitively but society
2: doesn't allow for that yeah so i just says three square meals a day thanks Mm. Mm -hmm. um and that's it's in, inauthentic for a lot of people i think
0: then if even those simple things you're training yourself to go against your intuition yeah then and it's even yeah. harder to connect with it for other things yeah. in life it's why everyone so many people say oh i don't know what i feel i don't know what my gut is saying mm-hmm. and is my gut saying that or is is that what that person told me? And th- I think that's what I feel. But they said that, so maybe it's not right. So yeah. like so much um, doubting yourself and doubting your intuition. Mm-hmm. And then when does
1: when does intuition blend with like intrusive thoughts? Because I was thinking about I'm I'm walking around all the time, and for n- absolutely no reason, I decide to take one path one day and the other d- different day just because I feel like it. And I don't know why there's nothing really uh, dysfunctional necessarily in the thought that's telling me like, Oh, you can't, you sh- you have to take this because something bad will happen. I don't, I didn't have that, but there's some pull in me to do that. And so, but it can easily be blended with more like harmful, like kind of intrusive thoughts of, of I need to do this and that, and mm. or this makes me bad or, you know, and so and that can be really scary because then it's like trust your intuition trust your intuition and for someone that has intrusive thoughts that are scary and then you start trusting that so like how do you kind of differentiate what is what is um a mental block and harming you versus like what is what is like healthy intuition like I should do this I feel like doing this yeah Mm. do you I saw you light up a tiny bit when I was saying that so I, I'm talking to B because I saw she was a little bit like something, something happened inside of her and i I, I want to hear your thoughts on that. Oh. <laughs> what 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 sparked in you? What happened? It there?
2: sparked in me um, an essay I wrote one time about synchronicity mm. and when you experience synchronicities in your life, to follow them because if you are just floating consciousness, floating intuition, you know, how how would you talk to somebody if you don't have a voice? You can't, you just would throw symbols up at them and hope that they got it one day. Mm. Um, and then that got me thinking about negative synchronicities, like, oh, I've, you know, I stepped on a crack in the pavement and now, the cat's gone missing, and I really approached an interception like, crack, because the cat wouldn't have gone missing otherwise. Um, and that is probably what lit me up, because I was like, oh, connection, maybe synchronicities are like intuition, and then I don't have an answer for the negative part, Fair. apart from to just check it out and be like, you know, is it the only option if I were to say, that to you would you would you believe me Mm -hmm. um or is it is it something that's telling you that this Mm -hmm. is a bad thing because I think I think I think intuition it's like a it's like a muscle and it's like maybe you just don't know what your intuition is yet and as you said there is intuition and there is intrusive thoughts um and when you said, I went down the path.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: The reason that felt like intuition to me is because you said, I felt like it. Yeah. And that came from just a place of, oh, you know, I just felt like going down that path. And that to me, that's like, yeah, good enough. Intuition. No, I have to go down this yeah. path. Otherwise there will be consequences.
1: Definitely. Yeah. I've always had that though. I've always had a, oh, I'm going to do this because I feel like doing this.
2: <laughs> yeah, I don't think intuition is consequential and that might be probably quite a good way to put it. I think mm. if if it's an intrusive thought, you've probably already thought of a of yep. a consequence. And I think
1: there's usually probably some fear or something some kind of emotion underlying that's tied to the thoughts. Not that intu- intuition can have I think emotions too, but oftentimes I think our emotions can and maybe this is an interesting segue back into the high priestess card about the water and emotions. But when can emotions cloud sometimes a little bit of our intuitive brains? Because, like, when we're super triggered, it's like, oh, my God, it's so hard to be asked, like, what to do now or what what do you feel like doing? Sometimes we're just so disconnected to that. Mm. Our emotions are so overwhelming that it's difficult to find that. And mm-hmm. so I think, like, oh, when I'm really upset, you know, I, I get really tense and I curl up in, like, this, like, gremlin golem ball. <laughs> <laughs> like, like don't talk to me you know like actually what would be helpful in that moment is not what i'm intuitively doing what i'm intuitively doing is is clenching my entire body and curling up into a ball what might be helpful is maybe i stand up and maybe i find some grounding and maybe i do a little shake maybe i do some grounding some some knee bending you know
2: yeah or, or, is,
1: or intu-
0: is that going into a ball is that the intrusive thought and not your intuition is something is the is the intuition been clouded by i think it's the defense
1: i think it's the defense Mm. of
0: of there's a part
1: of me i think there's a part of my intuition that knows what to do but i'm not letting myself get there so i'm going back to something that feels um habitual or safe when it's not actually maybe the most helpful thing to do in that moment
0: yeah and that um leans towards what we were saying about the in the um the new year reset kind of pod and the full pod about coming back to your grounding back to your center um, back to zero to be able to know what you feel and to be really connected to yourself to know where to go and being in your head and having that logic mind um, reaction takes you away from your gut and you're this it's people say from your gut instinct because it's it's where you say when you say our center bring yourself down to your center breathe into your center it's where your gut is Mm. and so there must be a connection to that as well your gut instinct is comes from your centering your grounding and so maybe your intuition is more you're more able to feel your intuition if you're grounded
1: Mm. yeah i think that I feel like she's brought up by she, I mean, sorry, not you, the high priestess. <laughs> um, She, as if, <laughs> can you imagine I just start like talking about you right in front of you? <laughs> so awkward. Um, No, but I feel like the high priestess has brought up this, like I'm feeling now cloudy, like confusion around intuition and around this. And I wonder if, if B you can, you can let us know with the card because obviously I don't know that much. But I'm wondering, what what does the high priestess say about this? Like, what does she show in her journey? Some kind of pathways through? Is there an element of of connection to intuition, or is she kind of letting us be confused? Like, what's the vibe? She
2: said. I mean, she's
1: make she's made me confused now. Yeah, a little she's, bit. Mm-hmm.
2: She's already been through a lot. Like, yeah. we have we we've incarnated and we've learned that we have a body in a home wow that's already quite a lot and now we're into and there's a whole other ocean that we mm-hmm. can't see
1: and you know what being in the ocean emotions is confusing yeah tides pulling you which different ways
2: yeah and Me- the moon
0: pulls the tides mm-hmm. so the moon's connected to the water to the the, emotions and is the crescent down there because it's connected to the water and the it's that's like, why is the crescent down at the bottom? Mm, good question. Still, yeah, keeps coming up. Yeah, it
2: it? it it comes. But how do you feel about the crescent being on the floor? Let's What's break it, it down. Like if, if if we can tap into your intuition, <laughs> what are you getting from tap it? tap tap tap?
0: Hmm. I feel like it, there's a reason. Um. don't really know what I feel what it makes me feel but it's drawing me to it I can't that's the thing that I can't stop looking at and I keep wanting to ask about and keep wanting to find like why is that down there because it doesn't make sense
1: and down by her feet is she looking at it is she kind of gazing down by what's on the floor
0: Mm.
1: and is that a status thing is it a power thing or is that actually just like we were talking about before the extension of
2: where the ocean begins Well, the moon goes in cycles. Um, And I think with our intuition comes our cycles. Um, Our own rhythms. How in touch with our own rhythms are we? How in touch with, you know, how you are at different points of the day? Do you know? Because we're all different at different points of the day. At what point in the day are you most energised? What point in the day do you start waning?
1: Mm, about 3 p.m yeah
2: do you know or do you have no idea because Mm -hmm. you're not looking at yourself like that because she would say start because the more you do that the more you'll start to pick up on key information about yourself about how you relate to the world and pretty much just about how you fundamentally are Mm. and then how, how if you want to be productive in a day or be making decisions or doing
0: something if you've got something to do what part of the day to do it in intuitively
1: yeah I think maybe this is where my confusion is coming in because we can sit and chat about her cerebrally intellectually and figure out what does this mean like what is she saying how do we connect our intuitions and actually maybe it's as simple as just being (laughs) Mm. and it sounds uh maybe it sounds complex to to some or in some moments but like you said just noticing practice it no just a notice uh oh what's happening for me here hmm i feel like this in the morning but by midday i feel like that and
2: also for everybody who's listening go easy on yourself um if you aren't aware of your intuition it's because you've been programmed to not be aware of your intuition and deprogramming takes a really, really long time.
1: Yeah, and don't beat yourself up don't if yourself you up don't if know like, oh, the answer Bloody
2: hell, I have no intuition. It's like, yeah, it's fine. It's t- fine. That's the point. You, you're too powerful with your intuition. Like, can you imagine a world where we're all self-employed and living on our own time? Oh, <gasps> oh. Just that's, about, that's like great. where we're all just, so, oh, sorry, I can't. I, I have to do myself I am first. vibing. <laughs> yeah, So oh, okay. Do
0: you want to meet for dinner? No, I've had it.
2: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I actually have that at twelve. <laughs>
0: mm. And I'm, um, I'm going to bed now. Okay, <laughs> I'm just about to write my thesis. <laughs> yeah, can you come in for work? kids mm. school. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they work best at night, <laughs> <laughs> bouncing off the walls. Might <laughs>
1: Seriously, though, I mean, yeah. there's part of me that loves that kind of utopia (laughs) like i'm kind of like it sounds it feels a bit strange but i'm also like yeah if i could just do whatever i wanted at any moment in time that'd be amazing Mm -hmm. equally i know for some people that's probably really stressful
2: exactly Mm. and things like you can it's um
1: To to be fair you could
2: back to the magician you can whatever you want you can have careful what you wish for but that that's the rub you know because you have all this program programming that's been put into you and if you get what you wish for, you might actually feel terrible about it. Mm. You know, if you've got that utopia, it's like, this is what I want. But I also want, I want the support from within that comes from living mm. in this utopia. I want to feel like this is the right thing to do. I don't want to have it and feel mm. weird about it.
1: This is so interesting. There's something so, um, I don't know, I'm, I'm getting major vibes from the high priestess. She, if she, if gives them, pulled,
0: she gives
2: them and then she gives some more.
0: I'm getting by If someone pulled this card, does it then depend what else is pulled, and you relate them all to each other? And Normally, Can yes. it be? Can it mean something different each time, or is it usually it would always be connected to intuition and trying to say you need to come back to your intuition? Or...
2: Mm. I think it depends on how the deck likes to talk to the reader. I don't know. Most decks know that I simp over the high priestess and I'm like, oh, she really goes, boys. She's there. <laughs> so in a reading, if that came up, would be like, well, you're obviously amazing. Well, she's really like I she's very, very magnetic. Honor to me.
1: But she's so magnetic. Like this is what I'm saying is that I'm a little bit like I think I'm a bit bewitched right now because I feel mm. a little bit like dazed.
2: I'm a little shy
1: in her energy, but there's something about it that's like, like. The, I guess the reason maybe I'm also bringing up confusion is because I know there's a lot going on that she's not showing us. Mm. And I'm kind of, I'm a bit confused because I'm like, I know there's more here, but I, I want to know, can you like reveal, mm. can you reveal more? Can you open up the Torah a little bit? Yeah. Can you, can you show us a shoulder? I don't know.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. There's something, there's something so, uh, yeah. But then equally, like to be amazing or interesting you, you don't have to be look at me oh my gosh I'm mm-hmm. gonna ch- tell everything show everything it's like that um was mm-hmm. that beautiful subtle humbleness mm-hmm. and and, and and come and find out ask me I'm yeah. I'm here I'm um, really open yeah but i'm not but i'm not throwing
2: everything at you
1: oh which is like so inspirational yeah, <laughs>
0: I'm
1: yeah like that, personally yeah. very yeah. inspirational yeah that's the thing
2: it's like you can yeah. ask me but like do you want to know yeah. yeah and also because maybe you'll be you might you might be disappointed with the answer and
1: just because you asked doesn't mean i'm gonna give you everything exactly
2: yeah. and, and, tell and
0: society that. now it's like everyone's showing everything everyone everything like like photographing everything social media mm-hmm. it's like so here this is this this is that this is the there's nothing left for anyone to ask anyone or to find out or left like, for yourself yeah you don't need to speak on the phone like we used to because you, you've seen what everyone's I've doing seen their insta story yeah
1: mm.
0: and it's like but actually that's not depth that's surface mm-hmm. and so when, if someone is so like yeah this is this this is that is that the facade and actually, when you step back and you're like, ha ah, and there, mm. and um, quiet with it, that's like the interesting thing, it's like, oh, yeah, let's talk, let's find out what's happening there. Like, Something mysterious mm. is going on. Mm. Mm.
2: Let's dig a little deeper. Yeah. I feel there's a parallel process with you feeling clouded and I was thinking having this having a veil.
1: And it was really interesting because, you know, obviously I came in without much research and the other ones have come in with with some active Mm. things to say. So maybe it was a little bit of me struggling to uh, be without knowledge, Mm -hmm. you know, or be without something prepared to to bring and give and offer into this uh, space. But I definitely was thinking the same thing. It felt like there's some kind of parallel process. And I'm... Because I there's some kind of embodiment i'm feeling right now and mm. i'm like i don't know what it is but it's bringing up a lot
2: yeah like i feel like i'm on a little stool in front of the ocean in between two mm-hmm. humongous pillars in front of the temple of solomon
1: yeah exactly 100 yeah. percent. i feel the exact
0: <laughs> so this makes me feel really calm this card mm. i'm i I very happily be in that position like i'm yeah yeah very happily just be there quietly I think With you the, have the information good relationship, relationship. I, I
1: mm. do. Because I, I can also see, like, I can see the high priestess in you very easily. Mm. Mm. And I think the reason I probably had quite a reaction as well in the beginning of me being like, oh my God, inspirational. She doesn't share everything about every, like, <laughs> what? <laughs> like, that, because it's something I've been working on. Like, that's something I have a difficult relationship with that. Because yeah. there's part of me that feels like I owe the entire world everything about me. And, so I've been really vulnerable in the past, like incredibly vulnerable to a detriment, like to to my detriment. Mm. Uh, that's crossed my own boundaries, and I just convinced myself I have to be okay with that because I this is what I have to do. Uh, it's not mm. <laughs> newsflash. <laughs> something <laughs> something I've been um and I've only realized that very recently that actually not only is that not what you need to do, it's actually not healthy for me, and it's not um. It's not in line with with my own boundaries because I wasn't clear with my own boundaries of what I want to share and what I don't want to share. Yeah. It was like word vomit. I couldn't help it, you know. Yeah. And so it's I can totally see how like you can like fit like Jody. You can sit and fit in that and resonate yeah. with that because I think something probably more natural for you. Mm. Um, and maybe why I'm freaking out over here being like, hi, high priestess. <laughs> 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 I'm a big fan. <laughs> I love your work can I touch a Torah yeah. can I just
0: see a bit
2: what does your crest mean yeah.
0: it's so interesting wow that's uh, like I've only had Tarot like a couple of times with Bibi and then Claire as well and I find it fascinating how I uh, it, when you start to delve of what it makes you feel and mm-hmm. that's what Claire was saying. she was like I was saying what I was seeing or what I was thinking she was like no no what do you feel what does it make you feel
1: mm-hmm.
0: and going with that mm-hmm. is what does it make you feel that okay that that's comfortable but what's not comfortable and so this card might make me feel comfortable but then mm-hmm. another card might not but then also what makes me feel comfortable is there something that doesn't is there always a flip with the tour with, with the Torah, the, <laughs> the tarot card Torah and tarot yeah it's i was like a, is this now a torah podcast <laughs> to- torah, is, torah is and tarot is the a and the r o flipped round. yeah
1: torah tarot
2: to, <laughs> <laughs> to, 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 to me It's me trying to trying to spell out in my head without like writing it down, <laughs> yeah. and I've just got like it was a monkey that <laughs> just like claps the symbols together. <laughs> <laughs> That's like all I see. Me trying to do that, like, so but I think you're making a really
1: important point because, uh, like, I'm glad that I sat here and acknowledged my discomfort in the confusion because it's important to see what's coming up for us with each of like all these archetypes, mm. all of these cards. They give us some insight into what it is about and how it's expressing in different people
0: yeah and if it it makes you feel comfortable what does that say where it comes from and to acknowledge that part of you that Mm -hmm. that it it that it it, that is Mm -hmm. because it's okay to be comfortable
2: yeah and
0: and then what doesn't feel comfortable as well Mm
1: -hmm. i think the fool i felt very comfortable i was like in my element Mm. Ready to jump off that cliff?
0: Yeah. Ready to goof off? I was. Yeah. I was I'd be quite happy to. I was thinking. Mm, I, I could sit down on the edge of that cliff and, with my legs crossed, and be and look out. Mm. I'd be. I. I don't. Would. Wouldn't feel scared about jumping off. Mm-hmm. But I didn't feel the need to jump off. But what does that say?
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Food for thought. Yeah. Is, is
0: there is the need? Am I saying I don't need the need because I'm holding back mm. or I'm comfortable? That, I'm comfortable where I am, but then that's not jumping off and finding the, the next amazing thing. Yeah. It's relating to it differently.
1: Do you, yeah. have, do you have one from the first three we've done, first three cards that you feel any kind of way towards that's poignant? Oh, good word
2: Audrey. most so most so her high high priestess i sort of wait to get here um they kind of like the, the the incarnation feels a bit traumatic you know creating something new it's like oh that's a lot that's a lot the magician um you know what do you want oh i don't know what do you feel is Probably a bit easier for me to delve into, how do I feel about that. Sun and Cancer vibes. Yeah. Yeah, Sun and Cancer all day. There's a lot of water energy here. She speaks about uh, balance a lot and I think this is the first, you know, numerically two, one and another, you and your feelings it's sort of there's a symbiosis between the two things and I'm like for some reason remembering now that when, when you were talking about like just being clenched at one point and being like how can I be unclenched
1: mm-hmm. and allow the feelings to flow
2: yeah but the feeling that I mm-hmm. got was how can you talk to the clench mm-hmm. and ask it what it wants uh-huh. what does the clench need because the clench is
1: it's energy, it's, full it's vibrations, of it. yeah.
2: yeah. It's pulsating energy mm-hmm. and it's like if you just did the opposite, it still wouldn't be able to express itself. Yeah, but it's what just can a, you it's do? Just, you've just outsmarted it, mm-hmm. essentially. So and it will just it find another way to come mm-hmm. out again. So it's being able to recognize when you're feeling tense anywhere. For me, it's in my jaw. Mm. Always has been.
1: That represents anger usually. yeah. <laughs> <And> yes, yes. <laughs> the, um, the feminine and rage
2: <laughs> it's also where your past life chakra is everybody mm.
1: very cool yeah okay we're sh- are we wrapping up? should we wrap up? yeah do we have any final thoughts musings about the high priestess
2: before we go? I would say find out how to Talk to your intuition. Normally, first thing in the morning's good. My friend told me about the artist's way, which is where you just wake up and you just write. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, I like that. hypnotherapy. You just write whatever are You don't you just think write. Stream you just, of write. You just stream of consciousness for ten minutes. Mm-hmm. First thing you do when you wake up, mm-hmm. and see. You could also probably draw and stuff as well. Yeah, anything. First thing you wake up, just do something and see what comes of it. See how right you were a few years down the line. I like that. Maybe if you do that, guys, listeners,
0: let us know what comes up. Yeah, (laughs) Maybe try drawing Mm. or writing for the next few days. Let
1: out your intuition a little bit. I think to externalize it onto art, paper, words, however. But you
2: don't have to show anybody, obviously. No, you can keep
1: it to yourself like the high priestess. Mm.
2: That's what she would do. Wrap it
1: up like the Torah.
2: Yeah. (laughs) She'd tuck it under her pashmina and say, not for you. Exactly. For me. Mm -mm. Mm -hmm. Me and my pashmina. (laughs) (laughs) Well, thanks, babe, for talking to us. (laughs) Yeah, that
1: was (laughs) super lovely. I'm looking forward to the next episode. Thanks, HP. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) La popesa. if you enjoyed us you can leave us a review and rating on all of the podcast platform streaming platform things there's a lot <laughs> of them yeah whatever one you're listening to you can know uh, you can give us that and uh only if you liked it of course <laughs> no it's chill whatever you'd like to say you can say to us you can dm us you can also uh yeah give us a follow on instagram solstice london okay guys we're signing off thanks guys
2: oh. yeah. goodbye
1: high priestess
2: Bye, High Priestess. Night-night. Goodbye, friends of the internet. <laughs> See you later. Bye. Bye.